Hello there, and welcome to this month's episode of our Diversity Inclusion vodcast or podcast addressing the elephant in the room. I'm Lindsay Bridges, and during this series, I will be exploring DHL's supply chain UK and Ireland's journey on our DNI agenda. I'll be addressing a range of diversity topics through discussions with the colleagues from across our business. The theme of this episode is allyship and really how anyone in the wider business can support the DNI agenda, especially if they don't consider themselves to be in a diversity line. And today I'm delighted to be joined by two of the leads of our new diversity networks across our UK and I supply chain business. And I'm joined by Hayley and Miranda. Hayley, tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're so passionate about this agenda. Lindsay, so I joined DHL coming up for a year and a half ago now. However, I have been out in every workplace that I've ever been a part of. Um, I was very fortunate in terms of uh, coming out at a young age and that being very welcomed by my family and my friends. Um, and I consider myself really fortunate in that. And I think that's really driven the passion for me in terms of that realisation of the fact that there are other individuals within the diversity line that haven't been that fortunate. Um, I did a master's at university in global citizenship and human rights, which really highlighted some of the struggles um, specifically in relation to LGBTQ plus individuals. Um, so I was so keen to be involved in the networks um, now that they've been started so that we can really work together to make sure that the whole of uh, DPDHL is inclusive for all individuals. Oh, thanks, Hayley. And so good to hear that you've, you know, felt comfortable, you know, as you say, being being out about really who you are. That's that's great to hear. Um, Miranda, over to you. You know, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Hi, uh, Miranda Gordon. I'm the head of category for wound care and infection control on the NHS supply chain contract. Uh, I've been with um, DHL for just over 11 years now. And again, similar to Haley, I've had a fantastic experience over the last 11 years in DHL. Uh, but to me, I think it's really important that I share those experiences. But as a lead for the race network, also get a better understanding across the diversity lines within the business where we are potentially underrepresented or where there are potential challenges within the workplace and how we can tease that information out of people and make the network a really safe place to have those discussions. And if I think about allyship and if I think about the population of our business I mean the predominant you know makeup of our workforce is white male and straight and many of those people will say to me well Lindsay I'm not in a diversity line I don't really know what I can do to help and I guess you know Hayley I'd love to hear from your perspective what allyship means to you and and your diversity line. Yeah absolutely Lindsay um I think for me, an ally is someone with privilege who acknowledges that they have privilege and who is able to support and really amplify the, vo the voices of underrepresented groups. And it's, it's not easy to be an ally. There's a lot of learning and also a lot of unlearning to be done. I think for me, a starting point for anyone that is wanting to be an ally is to acknowledge that your actions are actually shaped by inherent 
systems of oppression, so be that racism, sexism, um, heteronormativity, we do live in a society where it is a lot easier to access resources if we are not part of a minority group. So I think it's about educating yourself about the struggles of the different diversity groups, um, understanding the individuals within those diversity groups, parts of their identities have actually been formed by those struggles. And it's about going above and beyond to be willing to actually take on those struggles as well as if they were your own. Hayley, that's very interesting in terms of uh, the concept of privilege, which I guess um, some people may not really recognize or, or feel that they are. And I've, I've learned through a lot of the reading I've done on this recently that I do come from a position of privilege um, as, as a white female, and I need to understand what that means and being able to try and educate and, and put myself in someone else's shoes as best I can, and I know that I can't fully, is, is quite an important message. Miranda, um, allyship from a race perspective, tell me more about what you think that means. Yeah, I, I think for me, um, we can all be allies. You know, it doesn't matter what diversity line you're within, or, you know, you might not be um, of a minority group. I think for me, you know, we're all in teams, we're all in communities, we can all be allies. Um, I think we've all got a duty to continue to educate ourselves um, to look around you and understand where there's potential challenges and where somebody might be suffering. Thinking about some of the conversations that you have with individuals, acknowledging their differences, acknowledging strengths and weaknesses. Um, and being able to be understanding is, is really important to me. You know, I've had conversations with um, people within my race network and within um, diversity lines within my own business unit. And I think for me, the key thing is about understanding the differences of people and respecting those. So I think it's really important that we all do that and that we can feed that information back to really make a difference. I think something that resonates with me that you've both said there, it's about education, understanding, awareness. And you're right, there are lots of resources out there for all of us to access, uh, to learn and, and help ourselves learn in this space. So Hayley, from your perspective, what, is, what does a good ally look like? What do they do? An ally for me is someone who actively holds themselves accountable for, for championing and, and advancing the needs of underrepresented um, groups of people. I think to me that's massively important. Um, also someone who, who calls out um, behaviours that aren't inclusive um, and actively you know, are barriers to prevent inclusivity. Yeah, no, I would agree with with a hey, like, you know, when I think about a good ally, somebody who I would want as an ally, it would be somebody who absolutely has my back. Um, to Haley's point, calls out behaviours um, that aren't acceptable, um, is willing to educate themselves, be a spokesperson, um, and really drive forward the agendas, yeah, supporting everybody in that in that diversity line. I think you're right. And even from my perspective, I, I feel that sometimes as a, as a female, often in an only male environment. And when when someone says something and it's probably a micro incivility, it's not a big deal on its own. But those little things always add up, don't they? When another male calls that out, actually, for me, that's that's allyship because it's not about me having to call it out. It's someone else doing that on my behalf. And, and I think that's kind of what you're saying, making sure that there's someone there to support you, to have your back. So if it's that easy, what do you think, you know, what stops 
people becoming an ally? What barriers are, are in their way? Uh, I think for me, it's, it's, again, a lack of understanding, sometimes a lack of education. And that lack of understanding and education sometimes breeds fear in terms of individuals thinking they might say the wrong thing or upset somebody. Um, so again, you know, I'm such an open person. I've been more than happy to take questions from individuals about my background, my ethnicity, where my parents were born, cultural differences, um, you know, why I wear my hair a certain way sometimes, you know, and, and it's really important that we cannot express ourselves and our differences and the fact that people embrace that and are really interested in, in learning more. Yeah, some great points there. I think the point about um, fear of saying the wrong thing, I, I hear that a lot in terms of maybe a, a reason why people are hesitant. Uh, Hayley, what do you think? I think it is absolutely the fear of getting it wrong. Um, and I guess not willing to feel comfortable in an uncomfortable space. Um, again, leading to that educational piece and and us being the master of our, of our own destiny, really, in terms of owning that educational piece. Um, and my advice would really be, don't be worried about making mistakes, accept any feedback or any criticism that, you know, you're given and learn from it. Ultimately, the, the reason that we set up these networks is to support individuals within the diversity lines, but also to celebrate diversity and educate individuals to help to celebrate diversity. I think there's a great point about, you know, using using the networks to celebrate that wider diversity, I think is important. And hopefully that will help um, people want to become more involved uh, and become allies. But I'm curious now, um, do either of you have any any personal examples or stories you can tell around um, around allyship and, and who you, maybe people you've worked with who've been really good allies for you in your particular diversity line? If I'm being completely honest, I would say no. Um, and I think that's largely down to the fact that it's been maybe a difficult subject to talk about. But I think what's really good is the fact that DHL do now have these networks. There's a lot more conversations going on now in relation to diversity and inclusion. And I think just over the last few weeks since I became the, um, the lead for the race network, I've been... I've allowed myself to have those conversations and to open up a lot more. It shouldn't have taken that, to be honest. Um, but either way, I think that's a positive thing. So some of those conversations that I've had more recently uh, has allowed us all to open our eyes. Because even though I am of a, of a minority group, I still don't understand all the differences culturally in other minority groups. So I've had a chance to have a conversation with colleagues who are Muslim, for example, and really got to understand some of their concerns and, and their celebrations as well. So I think the answer's not really um, until more recently, but that's a good thing that we are at least starting to do that now. I think it's it's interesting that at least the conversation is starting, isn't it? And I think that's quite an important way forward for us and gives us gives us some hope that we're on the right track. And and Hayley, have you got any personal stories or examples you might be willing to share with us? I think to be honest, Lindsay, I haven't really either. And the reason that I say that is because that's not to say that I haven't come across individuals who have been fantastic allies. However, my understanding um, of an ally is someone who is actively 
presenting their own platform for diversity lines or marginalized diversity lines to use. And conversations that I've had for, in which people have displayed the fact that they are an ally have always come off of the back of me starting that conversation around my sexuality rather than though that awareness being there and being able to have that conversation from their point of view to begin with rather than mine. Um, so I do think that there is a, a lot that needs to be done in terms of raising the awareness of the different diversity groups, which is naturally going to start those conversations flowing a lot easier. So, Haley, one of the things that that I find, certainly personally, particularly with regards to a an, an invisible diversity, if you like, like LGBTQ plus, is I may not know that someone's in that diversity line. So, how do we how do we go about helping people who haven't maybe come out so publicly in the business, or or just haven't got around to having that conversation yet? I think we need to make the landscape more neutral and by that I mean not presuming heterosexuality as the norm. We we live in a society where uh, heteronormativity is rife and that what is coupled with that is the presumption that unless said otherwise and unless someone is very overt in terms of their sexuality that we presume them to be heterosexual Um, and that can create massive barriers for someone who might be questioning if they want to come out or feeling uncomfortable with their sexuality or just feeling uncomfortable within the environment that they're part of so to, to share a personal anecdote from a previous company Um, When I first started at the business, um, I began to use gender neutral neutral pronouns to describe my partner. So they, my partner this, my partner that, what did we do at the weekend, my partner did this, etc. And what I found was that people automatically presumed that my partner was male. So they would counter my partner with, oh, what does he do? And I have always felt quite comfortable in terms of correcting someone to say she. However, for someone that isn't as comfortable as I am discussing sexuality in their own sexuality, that's a really uncomfortable place to be because you start to internalise what that person will be feeling when you correct them and start to feel bad already that, you know, they're going to think, oh, no, I've got it wrong. And you start to feel bad for the shame that that you feel they're going to feel. So it's a really interesting dynamic. And for me, I would just say to make it a more inclusive landscape for LGBTQ plus individuals, just don't presume sexuality. Wait until someone uses pronouns and move forward in terms of mirroring from that point onwards. Do you know, I... Uh, thanks for sharing the example. And I'd never actually thought of that because you're right. And, and this is where my own personal bias comes in. You know, when I do meet someone, I have an assumption that they are heterosexual and therefore that is, uh, that's the norm. And you're absolutely right to challenge me on that. And that's something that I'm going to take away and really try hard to, to work on and, and to be much more conscious about. Um, but I guess until we have these conversations, we don't think about it. And that's the point, right? Absolutely. And I think you've completely encapsulated what it means to be an ally there, Lindsay, is appreciating that you haven't 
acknowledged that previously um, and looking to to move forward in a way that that you do acknowledge that and, and provide a platform where other people can do that by, by raising awareness. Thanks, Haley. Thank you for sharing that. Miranda, you've talked about your experience and how maybe you haven't had the experience of very strong allyship within our DHL business. Um, what is it that we can do to be better allies? Um, I think for me, um, we are already starting what I believe to be a fantastic journey as far as the diversity and inclusion programmes concerned. Uh, I've noticed a huge difference within my business unit where a lot more people are starting to talk about it. Um, there's a lot more curiosity. There's a lot more questions being asked. Um, but one of the questions asked is, how do we find out more? Um, so for me, I think awareness is massively important and accessibility. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people that I know I'm sure would love to be allies uh, and be part of an allyship. But how do they do that? Um, you know, can you go on the website and, you know, find out information? Is there a, a specific person that we need to contact to find out that information? I think we'd be surprised if we opened up the, the virtual doors at the minute, how many people would, would flood in. Um, so for, for me, it's about um, accessibility, awareness of where people can come and have a conversation or where they can share experiences um, and take it forward from there, really. And Healy, have you got ideas about what we could do to um, to be better allies within the business? Absolutely. I think there are a number of different ways. I think first and foremost, listen and educate yourself. Um, secondly, take it personally. We're talking about, you know, the underrepresentation of people that we work with, uh, you know, massive groups of people within society. We need to, I think, couple that with being aware of our own unconscious biases and holding ourselves accountable um, for that and for when we when we get that wrong. Um, and really, as I've mentioned, using your privilege to help to provide underrepresented uh, groups with a platform to, to share their stories and to, to share their voices. So thank you both. Some great messages there around curiosity, awareness, um, being aware of your own your own biases and also being curious to learn more. So if I want to sort of bring this towards a, the, at the end of the session now, um, what is kind of the one the one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to get involved in this agenda who maybe hasn't ever got involved before? What, what is it that you would say to them? I would say, don't let fear hold you back. Mm -hmm. um, you owe it to individuals without privilege to actively support, even if you feel scared. Brilliant, thanks Hayley. So don't let fear hold you back. You owe it to those without privilege. And Miranda? Yeah, I would say um, no matter who you are, um, whether you're part of a diversity line or not, um, it's just as important to get involved, ask the right questions. I, I feel everybody can make a difference. That's a great message, isn't it? Everybody can make a difference and it's easy to get involved. Thank you both. Thank you, Miranda and Haley, for your contributions. Thank you for your openness and your honesty today. I hope that's inspired many people who are listening to us to, to get involved, to be curious, to take that step and not to be afraid as, as those are the key messages coming out from you. 
So, looking forward now to our next episode, it's soon going to be time to celebrate Pride and we will be talking about how to make the workplace much more inclusive for our LGBTQ plus community. So look out for that next time on Spotify, on iTunes and on YouTube. Thanks very much. <laughs>